When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The fans are getting restless in Cowtown, but if you're on Team Tank, it's all coming up Mailhouse. Hey, why don't you come along for the party? Well, Chris, how about that? We've uh, coming off of back-to-back losses here. The Flames are uh, back to below 500 and not really looking all that strong. Uh, That game against Minnesota was probably the second worst game of the season, in my opinion. Yeah, they look pretty bad. Leaving leaving the uh both goaltenders out to dry wolf and wolf and vladar um you know i think vladar wasn't as good as other people seem to think but uh that doesn't excuse the fact that they were absolute dog shit in front of them uh yeah it's interesting we started the weekend in in a wild card spot and we're now uh three points sorry three wins behind four four points behind even in the wild card just over the span of a couple of days so things happen fast in the nhl yeah lots of teams are are really close in with us and minnesota you know probably one the flames wanted to to have i i think it was as somebody in team tank I kind of am happy that we didn't beat Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, still would have liked to have seen a more entertaining game and a more, um, you know, valiant effort. But, you know, Minnesota, like, it, it's best, I think, for us to be not winning games until a couple of these guys get traded. And then, you know, I, I like – it's not like I just want us to lose every game for the rest of the season. I, I, I want us to be in games. I just think it's time mm-hmm. to uh, make sure that Murray Edwards signs off on signing the, or on, uh, on trading, you know, Lindholm, Hannafin especially, and uh, maybe Tanev, although I wouldn't mind keeping Tanev seems like a good teacher for, for young defensemen. Um, yeah. But you know he wants yeah. to win too. So yeah, I, I would, I would, I, I, I'm on the same page to be honest. If we end up signing Tanev, I, I wouldn't be upset about it. Um, yeah. I think he he could potentially, you know, he is slowing down. You can tell, um, so he could potentially be part of the third pairing and and uh, and be paired up with a with a rookie and you know teach him the ropes, teach him the proper way to. To play defense, how to how to cover your zone and and all that fun stuff. I think that's the only benefit 
out of all the UFA, uh, UFAs that we have would be TANF to help mold the the future. I don't I don't feel like Hannafin or uh, Lindholm could even begin to do that. Um, Hannafin especially. Lindholm can at least teach a guy. I would think how to be a little more defensive responsible or be a little more responsible in the defensive zone. Um, yeah. So I think, but I don't. I still don't want to sign him to a eight year contract worth worth any. I don't want him. In, I don't want him on an eight year contract if it's more than five and a half. To be honest. Yeah, it, like an eight year deal is um, just nonsensical for really any of our players. Like mm-hmm. the way the NHL is, you know, you're you know most teams are signing their mid tier players to to long term deals, and um, I think that kind of needs to stop if teams want to not be in cap hell all the time and actually have you know some flexibility and the ability to sign their their superstars long term then they've got to make sure they keep the money and and keep the contracts at a relatively decent uh length right yeah Yeah, i mean we're we're up against it as it is right now we need to shed contracts with you know with zadaroff and you know that situation just to hopefully free up enough space to be able to bring somebody somebody back if need be on a trade on Lindholm or Hannafin that'll that'll uh up the ante and and you know hopefully get us that 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 first plus pieces right absolutely um yeah i'm just trying to find this here cuz i i pulled uh flames hub the other day on Uh, what people would be comfortable with Lindholm, um, like what number here it is. Um, yeah, like because we know Lindholm's looking for nine million, nine point five million dollars over eight years, or not over eight years, but on an eight-year deal, which seems ridiculous considering how he's played this year, um, and last year. And last year, and like we have two percent of of the people who were who were polled saying nine million dollars is is fine with them. Twenty four percent being okay with uh, eight point five, thirty four percent being okay with eight, six um, percent saying seven point five max, and thirteen percent saying seven max. Um, and 5% saying 6.5 max, and then a bunch of people adding their own options, which weren't even really part of the, part of the question, but, um, yeah. How many, how many percentage? It seems like the most, most people said 8 million max. And honestly, like. Yeah, I'm not if doing that. Agree with that? I wouldn't hate it. I just don't think he would agree with it, and I really wouldn't want eight years. But no, if no, if if we're going as high as eight mil, five is the max. Uh, yeah, for for me for for timing, um, but I even at that I don't feel comfortable doing it. I, I'm, you know, as far as I'm concerned, trade him. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, he's and been like, a good. He's been a good player. He's been on a great value deal and all that. I get that, but we're we're not in that mode right now. And the only way for us to get into the winning side of things is to build it. Right. We need to get rid of the the contracts that we have to make room for future growth. No, and I agree. Like, I think both you and I, even like not looking at the one year with Gaudreau and Kachuk, I still think that you and I have been big fans of Lindholm for the last several years, but, you know, pretty much since the second he joined the Flames. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really liked him. I, I, you know, I think that any competitive team needs a strong two-way center, uh, whether it's yeah. on their first line or their second line. Um, and we were lucky enough to have him in Backland for, for a long time. Um, but I, I totally agree with you. Um, just where our team is in, you know, in, in its window of competitiveness, which is literally nowhere. Um, no. You look at assets like that like Lindholm, like Hannafin, and you say, okay, where, how much money they're making this year, plus the fact that the team trading for them would be able to likely sign them long-term, you could get such a good return on those two guys that, that it yeah. could help you, help vault you into the future and help get you so many good young assets that you don't have to go through an eight-year rebuild. You might only have to do two, three, four years before actually starting the uphill swing, whether it's being competitive that soon, probably not, but you at least start to see some of the assets grow into being legitimate NHLers in two, three, four years. Uh, absolutely. If you're, you know, if you're doing a rebuild, you obviously you're not competing for the cup in three, four years, but you you want to see significant signs of growth, and you know, and just and and become more competitive and and show that you're advancing as a team and as as a club, looking uh, looking like you're going to actually be competitive. You know, I would say you know a five year mark, six year mark, you know, at least be in the conversation of you know second, third round in the playoffs. Totally agree. And like, you know, how often have we got to the second round? Twice in the last 20 years? Uh, last 23 times. Yeah. That's not, no. uh, it's not good enough. Not, no. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not good enough at all. And yeah, it's just simply not good enough. Yeah. So we did it when in 04, did it in 2000. 15 and then again 20 21 22, 21 22 yeah. yeah yeah i think it was 21 and, right yeah i so i i wasn't really i guess 19 years was my what i should have said yeah. not 20 but yeah. yeah yeah um yeah i mean i think most of most of the fan base is kind of on board with at least getting younger um for a little bit, I think Zari and Pospisil and and maybe to some point Wolf 
have kind of, you know, shown some of the people who weren't sure that youth and skill and speed and excitement can actually help a lot. And you don't just need to keep going after it. You know, as much as we like Blake Coleman or whatever, you know, those guys, you know, as as much as some people like Kadri, those guys are guys that you go after while you're competitive as the final piece, not. Yeah, exactly. They're additions to a winning team, right? Yeah. And which is why I liked the Coleman signing at the time, because I thought that he would be like maybe not the final piece, but one of the one of the last pieces to the puzzle of what what we had going. Yeah, yeah. It all it all really went to shit there, right? When it all happened right around the time of, you know, you know even just Monahan's injuries, right? You know, things were just starting to just kind of go to hell as far as that that group was, and and then of course Brad did did us no favors with. You know, bridge deals and low ball offers and you know stuff like that. It's just like, come on, man! Like you're you're killing us here. <clears throat> but lack I think I think having guys like yeah, lack of yeah, lack of foresight. Some call it stupidity. Everybody's got a word for it. Try not I think to. Having guys not like, to sorry, coming. No. Go go ahead, sir. No, I'll I'll be mean. I don't care. Yeah. He, he screwed us for for a number of years which is whatever you know now we just need to rebuild and 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 move forward with it and not look back i think totally having guys like like uh, zari coming in to uh and and take over not really take over games but really show that he's he's he can be dominant on the ice um you know maybe it could be just given the right partner or or line mates who knows but as it is right now he's he's really looked good his his ability to hang on to the puck and and just make really smart plays um is is something i actually didn't i didn't see uh, before before that i didn't realize that he had that in him you know i was excited yeah. to see what he had to offer and all that fun stuff but actually watching him on the ice is is uh has been refreshing i'm really enjoying watching him i think he's going to be part of our our uh, top 6 for for a number of years which i'm excited for i totally agree and and i think i said this on the last show um my kind of ceiling for him going into the season after seeing him in the last couple of, of camps and being really impressed with him. Um, and after watching a few Wranglers games last year, I think I watched three or four Wranglers games last year in the regular season and two in the playoffs. Um, I kind of had him pegged as a ceiling of a second line center. And I kind of feel like he has it in him to be more than that i'm not gonna say he's gonna hit that but i'm i'm saying his floor is a second line player now whereas his ceiling might be a little bit higher it might not be but you know what i mean yeah yeah absolutely if as long as he plays how he's been playing like like his poise with the puck and his ability to put just put the puck in uh safe areas even when there's nobody around uh like none of his teammates around um 
to protect the puck like he did on the power play there against Vancouver, which we'll talk about. Um, make plays, stand in front of the net, tip pucks. He's he's got all of the tools, and I I think yeah. you know putting on you know working a couple summers on maybe some muscle, and um, you know getting some line mates who aren't Nazem fucking Kadri um, might really help. Yeah, I think so. And and I think a lot of what's happening with the fan base kind of potentially turning around on the idea or the concept of of rebuilding is having a guy like Zari and seeing what he can do. You know, leading up to that, you know, we had, you know, Peltier last year who, you know, don't get me wrong, he's, you know, is he's exciting and fun to watch and whatnot, but he's not he's not near the caliber of Zari. So I think being able to witness that we do have something that's, you know, at least a couple of pieces coming up for the miners that that can be game changers and 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 can be everyday NHLers right now, I think has probably changed the tune on on a lot of the fans. I totally agree. And mm-hmm. just to rewind on Zari before we go go away from him, um, I can't remember if we talked about this on the last show or or if we just talked about it um, while watching the games and stuff, but. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for him to be a center. I I don't think like mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, he's been good on the wing and I get why you bring young centers up and put them on the wing for the first little while or whatever. But like I said, he's poised enough and, and he makes smart enough plays and he's got some defensive reads like I think mm-hmm. that he has what it takes to be a full-time center at the NHL level and I think that um, them not having him as a center is kind of a waste, which is another reason why I think making that room by potentially trading Lindholm, I'm not saying, you know, automatically to put him on the, on the uh, second or on the first line, but, right. you know, you can shuffle them around, you know, maybe move Kadri up, even though I, I hate that idea, but being able to put a guy who's that, responsible at center is so important for your team yeah no absolutely um i mean i would i would be okay with them even just to switch over with with cadre at the moment just to just to give him reps at that position right yeah yeah can, can you remember last time we had a young player come in and we talked about them like not just the offensive upside, but also like defensive responsibility, like we do with Surrey. I can't remember one since it's it's been a long time. Yeah, a long, long time since since before you and I started doing podcasts. That's that's for sure. Like we oh, like since yeah. we started doing this, there has not been a single one. No, like even Kachuk and Monahan, like. Yeah, we were excited about their offensive upside, but we never really talked about them defensively, Monaghan ever, and and Kachuk until you know the last couple of years of him being here. Like, there was never mm-hmm. really any of that, and so it's it's another reason why I think it's important to have him at center. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when when it came to Monaghan as well as Kachuk, my my feeling was initially. Yeah, you know, sure. Let's let's bring him in and let's let's see let's see what we can do. Where where when it comes to Zari right now, 
like he needs to be on this team all the time now. Like there's no yep. there's no moving him down. There's no like he's he's a Calgary player. Like there's not even moving like he hasn't even shown any reason to move him down a line. Never mind. Down no, to the even though Huska has um, kind of dropped him down a little bit, but I, you know, I I think the report was that he was nursing an injury of sorts. So, yeah, he know, sat obviously... him down a couple times on the bench, and I think that mm-hmm. was mostly because of injury. Um, didn't he? Didn't he sit a game as well? Hospital just did. Zari sat a game, yes, because of injury. Yeah. 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 So um, I, I'm not worried about that. I mean, obviously, you know, if, if if he has something that's ailing him, then fine. You know, let's let's heal it up, right? We don't need another Monahan. Yeah, I totally agree. Sit, um, sit out some time. So there's one thing I want to talk about when it comes to it's just a, a word I've been using, I guess, a lot on like when we're talking online. Or when I'm, you know, talking to the guys on the radio, or talk, you know, when we're talking about the games, um, sustainability. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'm really hoping that Conroy looks at sustainability, uh, you know, the possibility of sustainability more than Tree Living did, yeah. um, because I see sustainability with Zari's game. Um, but when you look at some of the contracts we have and, and not even just the contracts, but the way we've been playing, like I'll start with the contracts. You look at like Mangiapani, he signed after a completely unsustainable year when it came to um, scoring from his ass and scoring from his belly and then midair and, and stuff like that's not a sustainable way to score. Right. Um, Kadri signed with us after a completely unsustainable season of playing alongside McKinnon and Rantanen and Makar and, and winning a Stanley Cup um, and got paid for it. And that's not sustainable, especially when you're coming to a team with significantly less talent. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, he had way too many years under his belt of, you know, 50, 50 to 60 points. Right? Exactly. Like, and now was... e- even Lindholm, like, again, we both love Lindholm, but 41 goal season playing alongside two guys who got more than 100 points. Um, is that sustainable with the, with, with the, you know, without the two superstars? It's not, but he's asking for that kind of money. It's not sustainable so why would we do that so i can't well i mean i i think you points is that sustainable no did we expect him to go to 60 points no but 115 wasn't sustainable he's getting paid for 115 you know what i mean i i think with lindholm it's not even so much that it's he literally does not drive the line he doesn't create the offense he doesn't cause anything and ever since his line mates that that he gelled with very well have disappeared, so has Elias Lindholm. Except for defensively. Like, sure. Yeah, absolutely. But, but you don't pay somebody nine million dollars for, for for defense, right? 
Exactly. And he needs to know that. If 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 he's not being told that, then then he, he's being lied to. And you know, it's he's he's. I don't think he'll get nine mil from any team. I don't think he's worth it. He doesn't. He doesn't produce enough. I mean, he he. You know, we we talk about how he's. You know, he's got that that two hundred foot game. You know, and he was always. Uh, you know, talked about not in the same conversation, but at least at least for the for the Selkie and, and stuff like that, right? But he doesn't have the points that. Uh, um. Yeah, what the hell's his name from Boston? Bergeron. Why am I blanking on saying? Yeah, Bergeron. Like he doesn't have the points that Bergeron had, and he and he isn't quite as good at that two hundred as as Bergeron yeah. Bergeron was. But um, that that's a, that that's a bar that's not. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But that's like if he if he had the the same relative points, then I could entertain the the nine yeah. mil. But like like I I honestly wouldn't feel comfortable. Paying them seven or more, yeah. In any in any situation, I don't care how was, many years. Yeah, hmm. my vote there was seven and a half, yeah. and that's max, right? That's not hmm. like what I would be happy with. That's max. Yeah. Um, but. You know, and and it's sad because he's a hell of a lot better player than Kadri is, right? So yeah. you know, if you if you pay him seven, just say that you know. You know, obviously, in, in in the minds of the people, you know, it'd be well. He's he's equivalent to Kadri. No, he's way better than Kadri. Kadri he's, is worth four. Yeah, at that at best, right? four four and a half maybe. But yeah, yeah. Where where Lindholm would actually be worth seven, I think, but he's not worth anything more, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Couple of the games coming up in the NHL this week. We got the Calgary Flames versus the Nashville Predators, both coming in at minus one ten. Got the Winnipeg Jets versus Tampa Bay Lightning, both also coming in at minus one hundred and ten. Got the Edmonton Oilers versus the Carolina Hurricanes. Hurricanes coming in at minus one forty two. Devils versus Detroit Red Wings. Devils coming in at minus one fifty five. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877 877- Eight Hope NY or text Hope NY as four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, twenty one plus age varies by jurisdiction. It's void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one hundred and sixty eight hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the NHL League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. So that's my little rant about sustainability with players. Um, Mm -hmm. Now I want to talk about sustainability with 
the way we play. Um, so everyone's been so happy with all the come from behind wins and come from behind points, you know, whether it be um, the first Vancouver game, the, the um, Islanders game where we lost in the shootout, but we still, you know, came back and got a point out of it. Um, come back from behind, I think Seattle, I know twice with Dallas, um, you know, we, we've had some pretty exciting come from behind victories, but that's not sustainable. Letting the other team score first, sometimes multiple times, is not a sustainable way to win games. Having a shit power play that starts to look better, scores a couple times against Vancouver, but is still one of the worst power plays in the league and hasn't really changed all that much other than personnel. You know, that's not a sustainable way to win games. Um, Coming out slow in general is just not a good way to, to, to win games. And I, I just found it so funny because we came out for like 20 seconds in, in the, in the, um, second period against the wild and Kelly Rudy's saying on the, on the broadcast, he's like, Oh, no, I know the period just started and, but the flames look like a whole different team and they've really come out to play. And then we get scored on like, well, he's mid sentence. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, can we all take a minute and think about how bad Cardrew was for diving towards the net. On was that the uh, first or the net. second one? I think that was the second. Oh, no, one. that was that was Wolf. He took Wolf yeah. out, so that was the fourth one. Yeah, fourth or fifth. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> what a like, just what a stupid play to make. Yeah, I, I mean, I had somebody I, text me. She's she's relatively new to watching hockey and she's been asking me lots about the rules and stuff and she was asking me about uh why isn't that goaltender interference i'm like well because kadri like did it all himself like he didn't get pushed or tripped and went from so far out he's like and but she, she, she was like oh well you know um but it's still goalie interference i'm like could you I, imagine I agree if, with her. if i agree with her wholeheartedly What's that? Yeah. I agree with her wholeheartedly. Kadri should have sat in the box for two minutes for that. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, it should have been a major. Because that was yeah. a major fuck up. It, yeah, should should have been a, a technical just put yeah. him out for the for the whole game. Yeah. Yeah, I I would have been fine with a match, to be honest. Like I could that was just so stupid. Like he's yeah. done a lot of stupid things on the ice, but that one just I was like what the hell was that? That's such a bad timing. And to a to a guy who's played like you know two and a half, you know, two games ever. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. but is what um, so that's basically my my whole little section there on sustainability when it comes to players and sustainability when it comes to uh, not coming out and playing well to start and not coming out and playing well um, on the power play ever. 
Um, you got anything to say about that or? Yeah, as far as not, I mean, you say that we can't just continue to come back, come from behind and win games. I mean, nobody told that to the Flames in 2015 when they were the comeback kids. Made the second round. I mean, yeah. come on now. So that's that's yeah. one year, just like Mangiapane scoring from his ass and his fucking his belly and Bobby Oring it for an entire year. It's not sustainable mm -hmm. to do for more than one year, if it that's is true. even sustainable to do for one year. <laughs> yeah, some call it luck. Yes, exactly. And like Mangiapane, you make your own bounces. 35. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, you, it, and it's so, so tough that like right now we're, we're, we're back to letting in the first, first shot again. And, and so, I mean, the team immediately is, I mean, they're, they're starting the game down and that, that sucks. That's not a good position to be in. And, but I mean, yes, uh, the game, the game against the wild was atrocious as far as defense was concerned. Like one and probably one of the worst games they played defensively in a decade. And the fact that that's the second worst game this year is scary mm -hmm. because yeah. that was a horrible game. Like the, the St. Louis game we played uh, near the start of the season, that was worse. Yeah. Um, this, this is, it's pathetic is what it is. Yeah. Um, call yourselves professional athletes. And these and these people want nine mil. Yeah. Well, you yeah. want to recap the two games and um, nothing would make me happier. <laughs> Both losses. <laughs> Team tank. Both baby. losses. I guess we scored a couple power play goals in um, in Vancouver. Oh, it's a four three loss. Um, Obviously, Zadorov's first game as a Canuck and his first game back against Calgary also. Um, what, mm -hmm. You got any thoughts on that? I mean, he was pretty much a non-factor. Yeah. The crowd gave him the treatment that they should have, gave him the booze that they should have. Can't just, can't just request a trade and Expect yeah. uh, expect a, a you know a, a video montage. You know that's not how that works. I agreed, and usually I like one like I I like how smart a lot of Flames fans are, and I like how you know it's the reason why the building gets quiet when things aren't going well or whatever. But I still wish the building was more alive a lot of the time. However, mm -hmm. I do appreciate how the fans in the building kind of quieted down and stopped booing once they realized that they were there to see a game and not just Zadorov. <laughs> and right. the game wasn't going very well. No, it really wasn't. Um, the yeah, it was it was a weird game. The, there, there is too much hype and too much conversation about you know Zadorov making his return literally after one day. So I mean, it's so what, right? It's not like yeah. it's not like he's been gone for any amount of time. He literally I mean, didn't even leave the city. No, exactly. <laughs> you know, we it was one of those. We 
you know, first first shot went in. Um, Quinn Hughes. We 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 were down two nothing. You know, in 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 the first within the first ten minutes of the first period, and and you just knew that's how that game was going to go, right? Yeah. Um, I, I want to get your thought on something. Um, cause like obviously we'll we'll skip ahead here a little bit. Hughes and Lafferty uh, both scored, make it two nothing. Backlund came back uh, with a nice little tip and scored there. Um, yeah, and then Mikheyev scored uh, in the second period, and then in the third period. They pulled the goalie way too early, I thought. And that's what let what everybody thought was Zadorov score, but was actually Pedersen. Um mm-hmm. but they they like what's your opinion on pulling the goalie? Like I know we were down, um, but I think that personally, I think pulling the goalie as early as they have been in the last couple of years, and I don't just mean the flames, I mean most teams it allows the other team to almost just ice the puck and hope that they'll score and they quite often do um i mean they can do that regardless right it doesn't matter if you give them one minute or three minutes yeah but like two minutes is a pretty standard time to pull your goalie now give you that that time to try and set up i i find it dumber to pull your goalie when we're on the on the power play because not only do you give them free shots at your net they're not even penalized for missing yeah which Um, is fair but as but as far as I, i don't i don't have a problem with pulling the goalie at two minutes But what I do have a problem with is the Flames when they have a man advantage. Yeah, I mean they me, scored on the power they did play, score. and it's funny because they scored both on the power play and they scored with an empty net um, on yeah. the power play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so they they did it all there that I that I don't like, right? Yeah, or that I yeah. But no, I I I definitely don't have an issue with. With pulling the goalie with, with two At minutes. Two minutes, I don't mind, but a lot of the time I see it three, four minutes. And and I know we were, you know, not specifically in this game, but I, I know that sometimes the, the the team's down by two or whatever, but I still mm-hmm. think like work hard five on five until that two minute mark or, or even until the one and a half minute mark. I, I just think that too often teams are working without a goalie in their net for three or four minutes. And it's just like, like, I'd be curious to see what the numbers are, but you got to think that a lot more, you know, empty net goals are scored than, than game tying goals are scored in that situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's, it could be, I mean, the empty net thing has been a, thing for as long as I can remember. Oh, for sure. Um, and I think, you know, before the standard was, you know, pretty close to a minute. Now it's closer to, I think the standard's probably closer to two, two and a half. Yeah. I know that 
when Patrick Waugh was coaching the Avalanche, he got criticized pretty hard a couple times for going at like five minutes, right. which is <laughs> ridiculous. And I think that could have also been that year where they were record breaking for being the worst team in the cap era. I can't remember, but yeah. Um, anyways, Lindholm got a couple goals that game, which was good to see. Um, yeah. you know, a couple of too little, too late type of goals, but still a couple goals. I think Sharon Govich is really starting to show what he is. Um, do I think he'll ever be Tyler Toffoli? No, but I also think that people who criticize that that <clears throat> trade, uh, first of all, it's way too early to tell, and second of all, you're missing that the trade is more than just player for player. It's also age-related and contracts. Um, uh, you know, well, a trade request because of you know, contract yep. disagreements and all that type of stuff. Right. Um, yeah, I don't think he's going to be a 35 goal scorer or whatever Toffoli can do, but I think he's going to be a perfectly fine, you know, middle six winger for us for many years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, he's actually, he's, he's, he's gotten a lot better in the last like five games. He's uh I, I think I think he's going to be around the the twenty. He'll be like a twenty to twenty five goal guy, which I'm totally fine with. You know, we got it. We got to pick back with him plus shed salary and yeah. I, I have no I have no issue with the trade. The player requested to be traded away, so that's what you do. See ya. Yeah. No, I I agree. Um... All right. Well, moving on, I guess. Let's go on to um, the Wild game, which was a ton of fun. Um, Was it? Yeah. I mean, I guess I have Kaprizov and Boldy in my my one fantasy team, so Uh, that's okay. But uh, I I almost fell asleep twice. It was typical Tuesday night. Minnesota's in town hockey. But yeah, we were just that bad and allowed, you know, for, for all those goals. Yeah. We it, actually it, outshot it, them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And we actually, whoa, we were 59% on the faceoffs. Holy. Um, but 0% on the power play. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, stark contrast from the Vancouver, right? This game, Backlund was at 63.6. Lindholm was at 70. Um, uh, Dubé was at 50. I don't think he took many, though. Uh, Rizika was at 40, and uh, Kadri was at 47.1, where in Vancouver, it was completely different. Um, Backlund was at 37.5. Lindholm was at 52.4 and Kadri was at 70. That's weird. So it's all depending on who you're matched up against, right? Obviously, especially when it comes to, to face-offs. Yeah. Well, 
uh, anybody that watched this wild game probably very disappointed with it but um no. obviously they jumped out to the three nothing lead after uh uh you know after about a minute and a half actually exactly a minute and a half of the second period um and i went back and looked because i know i a lot of people have been saying how good vladar played um in the first in the first which is which is fair he he you know i think he could have had the felino shot but i also think he probably could have let a couple more goals in 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 the first that that he didn't so i'll give him that but i don't think the Kaprizov or the boldy goal were unsavable i think that um there was one that bounced off the post uh the Kaprizov bolt goal bounced off the post and then went right to Kaprizov and it looked kind of like an unsavable goal until you realize that it leaked through him. He was looking right at it and it leaked through him in order to hit the post and then go to Kaprizov. Again, none of this, you know, excuses the team from being just putrid in front of him. But I thought that all of the goals that he let in were very, very savable. And his, you know, 877 or whatever it was um, shows that. Quite frankly, is is eight like a save percentage? Is with save percentage was eight thirteen. Sorry, it's eight seventy seven on the season, which is okay. pretty pretty yeah. descriptive of his season thus far, which has been one good game and several not good games. I think it, he masks it by he makes some really good saves in all of his games, but he lets in bad goals. Like like we said about Markstrom last year. Um, and maybe partially this year. I, I don't think Markstrom's let in nearly as many bad goals this year as he did last year, or even nearly as much as as um, Vladar does. Yeah, he hasn't done it as much, but he's done it almost every single game Markstrom has this year. I'd say there's, yeah, probably like four or five games he hasn't. But, mm-hmm. you know, also unacceptable, but... I also don't think that that um, praising Vladar for being good is legitimate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't think he was was great. Um, he, he was he was really good in the first period. Um, I think it was it could have easily have been three nothing after the first. Um, he made some some really really nice saves in the first um the second period when you know they came out and and we just broke down you're you're right that one shot that uh Kaprizov uh, took off the post the the puck did go through him why is Kaprizov allowed to stand uh, a foot and a half away from our net like that untouched i don't i don't know that especially Kaprizov. yeah and um, again like i said it doesn't excuse the team from being shit in front of them it's just yeah. it shouldn't have leaked through him to begin with. He was staring at it the whole time. Um, yeah. And I thought that this was probably his second game of having good puck tracking 
but the fact that he let the ones that he let in, even though he saw them, is what frustrates me. Because yeah. usually he can't fucking see anything. Yeah, it's super bizarre to watch him track the puck. He's not very good at that, I must say. I want to talk about Wolf a little bit. I know you're not ready to see him full-time or anything, and, and I don't think he should be full-time either. But um, obviously we're in a in a scenario where it's kind of time to see what he's got. Hopefully give him a couple of games here in the, in the next week or so. Um, yeah. Well, that's just it. I mean, he's, that's the only way we're going to be able to see what we have in him, right? Do we need to continue to shop for a goalie or, or are we going to eventually have, have ourselves a, a, a starter in, in, in the kid, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he just looks so small in the net. He, oh, I mean, sure obviously, does. he's very athletic, right, which is great. Um, the only thing that kind of worries me when it comes to that is as the years progress, he's not going to have the reflex and he reflexes as, as as he does now. And given that size, I don't know how sustainable it is for him to have a lasting career as a starting goaltender. That's fair. Um, and... I can see what where where you're coming from there. Um and positioning, which I think Wolf is really good at, means mm. a lot less when you're not taking up three quarters of the net just by standing there. Um right. however it's night and day, I think, between him and, and Vladar when it comes to actually watching their their heads while they're watching the puck while they're trying to fight through traffic like i don't see vladar or i see markstrom do it a little bit but i don't see vladar fight through traffic at all to try and see the puck uh, yeah. most of the time um whereas wolf is like he's fighting through traffic and he knows where it is and he follows it really, really well. I find. Um, yeah. He's got a track in the puck for sure. He's um, got to, he's got to get up to NHL speed a little bit um, for sure. And I, I'm excited to hopefully see him. I think he probably gets two more games in the next week and a half or so. We have a really busy schedule. So yeah, he's he's gonna get some reps for sure. Um, we don't know how long Markstrom's gonna be out. Huska did say uh, week to week, but he's he's optimistic that it'll be more like a week and so, a bit. sooner than later. Um, we'll see. Uh, as they discussed on the on, uh, I guess through social media with the with the insiders that it was it was pretty bloody um, and a fracture. So to me, that suggests a compound, but. But we don't know. Obviously, we're not gonna we're not gonna have that information ahead of us. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully he's back fairly soon. Yeah. So but, I, I mean, let's let's run with 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 Dustin and and uh, Vladar. You know, maybe Vladar can up his up his game a bit here and make him make himself tradable. Who knows? That would be nice. I mean, not not that we need to trade him right away because Vladar still, or sorry, uh, Wolf can still be sent up and down without mm -hmm. having to clear waivers. Um, but I do think that that decision 
on which guy you're going to go with is going to have to be by this trade deadline or at the very, very latest at the end of this season. And I think you got to make sure you get Wolf enough games that you actually see what you have. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't just trade people now and then, and then try and find out later. That's not going to work out. (laughs) That's a, that's, that seems like a, like a Brad thing. Yeah. So, I was I wanted to see Wolf before because I thought that the team was playing a lot better defensively um nice. before the last couple games. And I'm kind of choked. I mean, it's good because you get to see more of what Wolf can do when the team's kind of shit in front of him. But yeah. also I kind of wish we like it it almost looked like that Minnesota game looked like they had watched tape from from the first five, six, seven games of the season or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, ten games of the season, and been told this is what you're supposed to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they went right back to everything that made them bad and everything that made the whole fan base pissed off for the first chunk of the season. Yeah, the first, I mean, 10 games, really. Yeah, and it just would have been nice to have seen Wolf once or twice. I guess we saw him once, but, you know, a couple of times while the team was still playing well. Hopefully they can get back to playing well uh, defensively or at least better defensively in front of them. Mm -hmm. But... uh, yeah. At least give him give him a legitimate chance to show what he's got and not just be left out to dry on every single play and not be taken out by your own players who are making puzzling <laughs> slip and slide-ish type decisions. Yeah. And I I mean he his his last game that was the San Jose game last year, right? Last time he played NHL. Uh, didn't believe. he get one this year? Yeah, he probably did. Let's see. Yeah, he did. He's played two this year. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, the one, like, we we were not that bad defensively in that first one that he played. I mean, we, we weren't great by any means. Um, yeah. but But we weren't. We weren't like we were last night, that's for sure, or yeah. against uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Um, he played Ottawa like... 4-1 right. loss. Yeah, right. Yeah, 4-1 loss. I mean, he they had 30, uh, was it 30? No, they would have had 42 shots, right, because he had 38 saves. So obviously yeah. they, they, peppered, they peppered him with, with shots. I feel like it wasn't one of those games where there was a ton of high quality shots, kind of like yeah, taking a page out of the Flames handbook, right? Um, but I mean, still, you know, he, 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 we got to get his numbers up. He, he, we weren't that bad in in front of him in that first one. I, th- I didn't think he looked good at all against Ottawa. 
um, and his you know his numbers reflect that, and so do his numbers. His numbers reflect that in against Minnesota. Yeah, like his, we need we need we need more from him, and now is now's his time to show that he has it. I agree. I, I, um, I and I know it's a really really small zero. sample size, being like a game and a half, mm-hmm. but uh, his numbers are his save percentage is better than Vladar's anyways. Um, yeah, slightly. <laughs> yeah, point zero five is not something that we're we're gonna brag about. No. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I guess we'll move on from Wolf. I mean, I mean, I know we're both fairly. I'm excited. You're probably more intrigued than excited. I'd say probably. Hey. I'm cautiously optimistic. You know, I, I, obviously he's dominated the A and he dominated the the Western League. That's that's great, and I like that. So he has a good, you know, a good backing for, uh, or, or he has a good case for for becoming, you know, a really good NHL goaltender. I just I just want to see it. You know. Yeah. I I I I hope he becomes that. I obviously do. You know, especially if you can. You know, find a way to to draft somebody 214th overall, and they end up being being your 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 big your big stud right at net. I mean, that's that's huge. Like, there's a legitimate chance that in two years, our best defenseman and our best goaltender are both seventh round picks. Yeah. Um, yeah. being weaker, obviously. Right. Um, yeah. Will that be something? Yeah. So, I just want to quickly say something about Zari because I I haven't I've I saw him do it lots when I was watching him in the AHL, um, standing in front of the net and tipping pucks or or screening goalies. I, I found he's been more of a playmaker on the NHL. Uh, ice this season mm-hmm. but that goal he scored um i think we all kind of thought it was Solovyov to start um because the puck came off Solovyov's stick but um zari's hand to eye on that and, and his ability to take the eyes out of the goaltender too was uh quite impressive and and you know yet another skill set he has that i'm not sure if many people have seen uh just because he hasn't really used it thus far in the NHL. Right. Right. So that's something to be excited about anyways. I found even though obviously the game sucked and and we had already lost it. <laughs> I think uh I mean there's lots to be excited about when it comes to Zari. I think I think he's only only begun and and will even improve with what he what he's offered us so far. So to me that's super exciting. It's only scratched the surface, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Solovyov had a really rough game. Um, I quite liked his his first uh, his first uh, couple games. He played two, right? Before, or was it just one? Uh, yeah, I think it's a couple. Yeah, I remember being impressed with his positioning, um, even against the Oilers in the in the heritage classic where the rest of the team was shit um 
and I thought at that point he was the only player on the ice who had really got the the zone D down. And I think that's just because he was doing it in the AHL too. Um, yeah. So I was impressed with him before, but he had a really rough game, even though he got his first point and all that. I, I thought that uh, unfortunately, I mean, young players do, especially young defensemen um, who are supposed to be shut down defensemen. Um, mm-hmm. Once they start playing, you know, world-class Kirill Kaprizov and those type of guys, right. Uh, they can have rough times. And I thought he had a really rough one. Yeah. He's got some learning to do at this level. Yeah. Which, which I'm not we, really already, we already knew. No, as long as he improves with it. Right. Exactly. Let's you know, see what he looks like in his in his next game. And I want to point this out too. I don't know how often you listen or or uh, watch the post game interviews or the pre game interviews or anything, but between him and Sharon Govich, neither of them can speak a lick of English, and they are both mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. Sorry, Solovyov. I haven't heard. Either one of them speak a word. Fair enough. Solovyov mm-hmm. has, uh, he guaranteed a victory in the next game, by the way. Well, I'll put it in the bank. <laughs> Jeez. Holy. That's, that's, uh, you, you better just watch hear... out, Carolina. <laughs> right? You can just that's hear the interviewer laughing in the background. Like, I, I love that stuff, man. Especially young guys who like don't really who can't really speak English very well and don't know what they're saying, yeah. man. That stuff's fucking hilarious to me. Yeah, that's great. That's really funny. Yeah. So we got a got a pretty pretty heavy schedule coming up uh here in the next you know week and a bit. We got uh Obviously Thursday against Carolina. Got the Devils in town on Saturday. Monday Avalanche followed, or sorry, we're in Colorado. Followed by a, a quick turnaround, traveling to Las Vegas for Tuesday. Hopefully uh, we can get a show in next Wednesday, I believe, because then we're in Minnesota again on on uh, on Thursday, Redemption Night. I'm going to call it next Thursday, the 14th. I think that's an important one to. Lose. Huh. We'll look at the standings after the other four games. Yeah, and <laughs> Minnesota's been hot. But, you know, Gustafson's yeah. found his game. I think they've got four straight wins now. They fired their coach. That happens. That'll do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think we've got what is it? Seven games in thirteen days now, or, or sorry, seven games in eleven days now. Um. Yeah. We are packed, packed, and it's you know I think Minnesota would be the least threatening of the teams that we're facing in this upcoming stretch. Yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for tuning in for another show. We'll uh, make sure we keep you up to date. Uh, don't forget to follow us on on the socials. On uh, on X, armchair GM underscore pod. We're on Facebook, obviously. Uh, you can follow us on the Hockey Podcast Network through Spotify, Apple 
podcast, uh, iHeart, that sort of thing. Um, you get, Dylan likes to uh, chat it up on on Reddit, so uh, give him give him some shit on that platform as well. Please do. So, <laughs> please do. Well, everybody, till we uh, catch you next time. Go Flames! Cheers, Team Tank. Team Tank. Mm-hmm.